The Brethren of Chaos Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Order of Chaos podcast. Obviously, last week we've had a couple of uh, we had a, we had, a, we had an hour of um, deep, deep conversation, indulging. Mm-hmm. Oh, indulging! Definitely indulging. Talking about children of God and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, the absolutely. good stuff. Yeah, it, it was. It was a juicy one. And this week we've got what we've we got. I, so I don't know anything well, about this. Well, Callum. So originally I wanted to do dystopian futures, mm. and honestly, that is such a broad topic to yeah. do, and yeah. I could probably talk about it for six hours. But you guys got to go and play football. So yeah. <laughs> we we can't do that. This one might need a part two. Yeah. But this will be the life and death of Corey Haim. Oh. Yeah. So do you know who Corey Haim is? Corey Haim is no. I'm you know who he I is. I know who he is. Yeah, Because yeah. we talk about one of his most famous films. Oh yeah. You, have you seen time. Lost Boys? I have seen Lost Boys. Yeah. Yes. 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 He's the main kid. Oh, okay. In Lost Boys. Oh. So you've got Corey Feldman and the brother. Who's and the, the, they're the two. Um, the, the older brother who yeah. I don't know the name of. Yeah. But yes. And then Corey Haim is the the main kid. What's yes. his What's his brother called? I have no idea. Yeah. And even though it's one of my favourite films, yeah. I don't know the characters' names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just mean. look at Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. But yeah. Corey Haim is one of the main kids in that. Cool. And he is a huge star. Yeah. Not now, because unfortunately he's passed, but he was a huge star in the 80s. Yeah. And he was, a, he's a, he was more of a teen star than he was a kid star. Yeah. So he wasn't necessarily grew up in the industry. Yeah. So today... We're going to be doing the life and death of him, oh. and also going to lead into pedo wood, as I like to call it. Yeah, pedo. <laughs> Actually, not as I like to call it, but as as I guess Twitter likes to call yeah, it. As it's uh, known, because I found that out today that apparently there is a thing called pedo wood, and Pedo-wood. like that is what people term it as for some odd reason. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a lot that delves into it, and I I I, I found it hard to put all this into like one singular yeah. kind of podcast but obviously it, yes um because there is a lot and it's a wormhole as i said it was the life and death of him that i wanted to do but like the abuse part of it is pretty heavy yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. and i will i guess um set a premise there that it is a hard listen and it, it it's going to be some of the details in it are fucking heavy yeah um so if there's no giggles from me so yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe. i don't believe that for one second <laughs> they make me giggle now <laughs> so for people that don't know um he was a famous actor in the 80s um he was in some famous films as lost boys but also licensed to drive silver bullet lucas dream a little dream Food movies, the only one out of, that I know of that is Lost Boys. I don't know. That, that was definitely the biggest one, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. definitely the biggest one. Yeah. Um, I've not watched any other films of his, but they were massive back in the day. He was kind of, um, how can I put it, a teen heartthrob back yeah. in the day. Uh, um, understandable. And and came to an, an infamous kind of end, really. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, his life drilled through a lot of substance abuse other abuse of course which we talked about and um the usual hollywood yeah (laughs) past and died at the age of 38 
uh, so a very kind of early age especially is. for drug abuse because even even then they still go on a, a lot longer like you know yeah. going into your 50s 60s but this was a very early death so you can imagine uh the type of kind of drugs and stuff he was involved yeah, he was with hitting it hard hitting it hard definitely definitely um so what i'll do is i'll go into the beginning and then me and steve we were talking about how we would go for, like maybe talk about the death and then talk about the middle because the middle has a lot of parts to it yeah um so his career was kind of short-lived um and with most of his later life going into like director video type stuff is that what he did yeah yeah so unfortunately if you go down his imdb if you didn't know anything about him you would think what went wrong just by looking at his filmography yeah. because you would be like okay so he was huge and he was being in these massive films yeah. but then what what happened after it because everything's going direct to video okay uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything like after like these teens yes. nothing comes to so mind he, of he kind of outgrew the acting really he found that his it wasn't necessarily outgrew the acting it was the the amount of drug abuse that he indulged in yeah which kind of led him to not be in favor in any type of way in hollywood uh, i understand it wasn't made for the wasn't made for it but i'll tell you why for being abused (laughs) (laughs) couldn't hack it so the beginning of it to give you some context of just his life so he wasn't someone that was born into the industry you see a lot of child actors uh, that were born into the industry mark Wahlberg, um what's his name from who's one of my favorite actors and can't remember leonardo dicaprio oh yeah yeah. um all born into the industry and that kind of thing early roles yes but his parents were like they were essentially nobodies at the time mm. and they weren't in the industry beforehand as i said and his actual parents were divorced at the age of 11 for himself and he had an older sister called Carrie and a younger half brother called Daniel Lee mm. but his mother particularly who will pop up a couple of times in this kind of story is a, the only constant in his life yeah um yes um she seems to be pretty crazy still to this day. Yeah. Um, and they actually live together till the end of his okay. kind of, I guess, demise. Oh, I get you, yeah. Um, so his mother actually put him into drama lessons to overcome his shyness at an early age. And Good move. That's, Good move, though. Uh, it was a nice move by it his is, mother. Yeah, but when you hear that, his mother would also take him to auditions. He would bleach his hair and put him on diet pills to get rid of his baby fat. Oh, <laughs> so she's one what? of those. Yeah, pushing. Full pushy Hollywood mother. Yes, yes. Yeah. So not really one that you would uh, kind of want to be around, I no. pretty much assume. Yeah. So he was going to auditions for like, I don't know, since the age of three years old that his yeah. mum was putting into with his older sister and stuff like that. Mm. So it was... It wasn't great to that's start that pressure. Off with. Pressure yes. straight away. Yes, um, yeah, that's never going to end well, isn't it? When you're just getting pushed that that young into anything. Yeah. Mm, yeah, definitely. But he actually began his career, I would say, where he was kind of in a feature film and that kind of stuff when he was 13 years old. <laughs> and the feature film he was in was called Firstborn. I've not heard of it before. No. Firstborn. No. Yeah. So that was in 1985, and it had a young Robert Downey Jr. in and yeah. a young Sarah Jessica Parker, okay. right? Bit of a cast there. Yeah, yeah, so he was already, like, kind of entrenched in Hollywood at yeah, the time. Yeah, straight in with the big 
the big actors. Yeah, at 13 years old. So, I mean, obviously it was younger. Robbie Downey Jr. is not Iron Man at this point, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is kind of entrenched. And like some of the facts are that I just give to people out there. It's like he he auditioned for River Phoenix's role in Stand By Me, wow, and the, kind yeah. of the parallels in this story between River Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know if you know. If it, yeah, 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 that's what I thought thought of straight away as soon as you were talking yeah. about this, like this. Yeah, Hollywood yeah, River Phoenix came to mind. Yeah, straight yeah. away. Wait, so they, were they like were they friends? So they actually went to like kind of the same nightclubs. Yeah. Together. What was his nightclub called? The Viper Club or something like it, that. So River it, Phoenix's. Yes, yeah. there was yeah. there was that one, and they went to a bunch of others. Yeah. Um, but River was, um, well, he died by injecting a mixture of cocaine and something else in, yeah. and died at like twenty three or something. Yeah. Like that. If injecting cocaine, that's never going to end well. Yeah, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that is that is one sad thing, but um, and. One constant that I think you will know, and I definitely a lot of other people will know if they've listened to the podcast, is his best friend Corey Feldman. He's kind of yeah. um, this eccentric character. I don't. Do you know who in Callum? No, Have you heard no. of him before? Oh well, I feel like the name rings a bell, but he's in you know Stand by Me. Yeah, the um, one with the green T-shirt glasses oh i know it big rim glasses yeah i know exactly he's in lost boys yeah he's in lost boys he's also in the goonies yeah yeah he's in the goonies so he's like yeah he might he's a classic yeah he's a he's a step up yeah Yeah. um he's the the child actor at that point yeah so they were kind of pictured together as the two corys the two the two corys like spelled the same name right same height yeah they became best friends yeah. like when they met in Hollywood they just became immediately best friends and they stayed best friends until Haim's death later in life and yeah. Feldman is kind of a big part of this story and once we go into like when I fast forward into the abuse side of things which yeah. is not great he is definitely one that suffered from that as well yeah um, well he was involved in a lot of stuff wasn't he he was yeah. he was and he, he's if you've seen him he's an eccentric character yeah. if, if anyone's listening also you guys yeah. go on, on YouTube when you get home or something like that and search like his band up because um, it's Corey Feldman's band yes it's mental <laughs> like just go on YouTube and he, he, yeah it's I don't want to spoil it yeah um so they in 1987 after the release of the Lost Boys, him and Corey Feldman, also known as the Two Corys, were the highest-paid teen stars. So mm-hmm. they were the highest-paid already yeah. at this point, maybe 13, 14 at this point, highest-paid. Yeah, what do you even do with that money at that age? It yeah, go, well, it goes straight to mum and dad, doesn't it? Really, I'm guessing. Yeah, do you think they just get it all? Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of where it leads into like some of the the, the drug abuse and how it began. So he actually had his first drink of beer on the set of Lucas when he was 14 years old Hmm. it's not that bad when you think about it everybody like we know people that would have drunk at 14 and that kind of stuff but when I say that you know on the set of The Lost Boys he would smoke weed with the elders but the elders the shamans the shaman vampires (laughs) yes yes but also and apparently they would do coke to see who would stay up the longest and oh have sort like snort offs. What? Fucking hell. Yeah, downhill immediately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so how, how old? How old is he? He's like 13, 14. In the 13, Lost Boys. 14, Lost yeah. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not getting his eight hours sleep at all. No. no. Well, they're having stay awake the longest conversations, aren't they? Yeah, that's horrible. Well, I suppose yes. if you're a vampire, though, well, that's going to be <laughs> easy, isn't it? Yes. So by this time, like, absolutely kind of entrenched in Hollywood. Um, 
they were having snort offs. I mean, can you imagine Kiefer Sutherland sat there, oh, yeah, like having snort offs with a thirteen-year-old kid? I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to put his bad name into something else, but I don't know. Yeah, the it's, wheels are coming off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and by this time, there was all there was already sex idols. Yeah. By this time, like there were sex icons. By this time, yeah. like I don't know. Back in the day, obviously around the eighties, I wasn't born, but. Mm. Uh, there were magazines that had them front and center cover. Oh, the kid, the the thirteen year old kid. Boy, yeah, yeah, they were they were sex idols. Yeah. yeah, like people were sending them fan mail yeah. and that kind yeah. of stuff. Typical like, weird America. That, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Falling in love with kids and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it, I've got here because I've got different sections on my notes, and one of them is that he was he was described as a fun loving guy. Um, especially as he grew older with like a free spirit childlike person um Corey Feldman's ex-wife actually described him as a child stuck in a man's body um wait wait what a child stuck in it that could be body. that could be see very weird well, that, couldn't it yeah um the, and this and I'd be put, like Michael Jackson uh, <laughs> yeah well I, I put in brackets here this probably explains why he didn't have any kids nor a wife and it probably explains what we're going to get into which is the abuse side of things and yeah. why he didn't end up having a wife or kids mm, or, and probably still didn't get out of childhood yeah um and that will come into it more lately but he was um he was quite uh described as a manipulative and charming person especially when he was younger so already by the time he was 13 and 14 he was a charming sex idol kid who loved to snort coke yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is that you're on the road to. Yeah, um, I actually watched a bunch of interviews yeah. with him, and I did a few years ago when I was kind of entrenched in this and really wanted to look at it. And it, he was very articulate, like mm. very, like for his age, like surprisingly articulate. Yeah, and like had a way with his words and that kind of thing. I can like he could get older women in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, just by the way of seduce here. them. Yeah, like uh, the, one of the things I put here, like he's one of the kids that you would look up to in school like a jock like yeah. a head of year type kid yeah, I get yeah. you I know, get like you. the cool kid mm. um, like uber popular uber popular and that kind of stuff Chad um, and Corey. They, yes. Corey <laughs> so they were they were already going to like different um, clubs at this age um, one of the clubs they were going to um, was a club of Alfie Hoffman's uh, which were he was a son of a uh, casting director and he hosted parties for underage teen stars from Hollywood. Hmm. Oh well, that's an instant um, eyebrows raise. Let's get into it. Um, he hosted discos every Saturday, and you've got to be famous or yeah. on your way to being famous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you get free soda and stuff like oh maybe more I don't know. Yeah, mm, they're definitely there not is. just drinking <laughs> sodas there. Yeah. Lemonades. Yeah. Yes. So. They were they they were going out and going to clubs and going mental, yeah. right? So he was already on so many different types of drugs, um, and he was already in rehab by the age of seventeen. Wow, bloody hell, seventeen! Yeah, yeah. So he's that damaged by that age, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Se- when do you finish college? Seventeen. Eighteen, I think. Eighteen. Think of that, like you. And you want to rehab yeah. at that level? Yes. I've dropped into the ocean of all this stuff by 13, 4 years time. You need you need help, professional help yeah. to get out of it. Yeah. So I think the way that I'm going to do this, I'm going to go into the middle, tell you about the drug abuse yeah. and then the, and the death. And then 
I'll tell you why. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, so some of the things like this is a ch- highest paid teen actor, like I just said before, um, but he was desperate after like from 18 onwards like he was after rehab he kept relapsing um he was known to just do drugs all the time just be an absolute like go up on set and just what's the word just stammer not really know your words mm, not know what kind of things fucked, like, absolutely fucked yeah like person that you go fucking hell he's here, he's here. Yeah, you know what i mean oh. party spiraling now yeah absolutely fucked um, he, he was desperate. He was living above a, a garage in a one-room apartment with his mother. Wait, what? What? But yeah, this was like this was later in his life. This was like twenty-five onwards, like yeah. in his thirties. What? Yeah. So has he dropped off the the movies. Yes. Mm. At this time, he's no one wants to deal with him. This yeah, is like yeah. director video type. Yeah. yeah. He's too far Stuff gone. Stuff like this. Yes. Yes. Um, so I presume he spent all his money on drugs and yes, like wild parties. Yeah. One time he needed three dollars from someone in a pawn shop to get a slice of pizza. Wow. <laughs> what? This from, is a high cheaper pay. to cook and bait your own pizza. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe at this point, but he like he was addicted to the harder drugs like crack and stuff like yeah. that. Um and he stayed in a, his apartment for three years at this point. Um Feldman said his weight doubled from hundred and fifty to three hundred pounds during this time. What? Three hundred pounds? Yes. So he's, but he's piled on the weight, it felt like crack was meant to make you yeah it. make you like a ghoul yeah yeah, yeah well, it's all those pizza slices yeah. <laughs> he was apparently he was just staying in watching movies just old <laughs> oh movies just God. stranding <laughs> relaxing yeah wait so what's 300 who's 300 pounds in the UFC um I mean you can't even no is yeah. it what about Mark Hunt what is he Mark Hunt no no he's, he's like two, 250 yeah yeah like the one the big heavyweights big like, yeah in Garnu's like 250 60. yeah and that's yeah. raw muscle isn't yeah. it as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fuck me 300 pounds of pizza yeah fucking hell there's, there's a couple of interviews online where you, where you actually see him like fucking double chin and stuff so. yeah like, that's so bizarre because like I can only like in my head I've only seen pictures of him from like Lost Boys yeah and like now trying to picture him 300 pounds I'm gonna have to look some pictures of that like what the fuck yes um so yeah as I said he stayed in his apartment and his weight doubled he files for bankruptcy in 1997 mm. um he was a hundred thousand pound in debt and a hundred thousand pound in tax in rebates basically just what he needed to pay yeah. off yeah he's not in a good position now yeah so well, I don't think he was ever in a good position but no I haven't seen one one aspect of his life that I want to put myself yeah. into. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not ideal, is it, yeah, at you all? Don't, you don't want your free sodas from your, no. your casting directors, parties. No, I don't want to go to those crazy little child star discos or... <laughs> no, I'm not into any of it right now. Fair enough, fair enough. Why are you, uh, are you right? You're right in there, aren't you? Those discos you used to. Uh, Sat there drinking all the free Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just that. <laughs> so... They checked how much money he had and what he had on him, and his pension was thirty-one grand. Yeah, considering he was like a movie star, it's not great, is it? Yeah, yeah. His royalties were seven thousand five hundred dollars. Hmm. His clothes seven hundred and fifty. I mean, we probably have like a wardrobe, or no people with a wardrobe that yeah. costs more than that. Let's yeah. be honest, especially for a child star, a hundred pound in cash and a second-hand car. That was it. Um, what age is this? Do we know? Uh, this was like in his 30s, like later Sort of coming on. Coming towards. 
end. Yeah, so all the abuse, all the all the damage is done, and this is all he's got left. Yeah, in and out of rehab. I like literally. I said at this point he is fucked. Yeah, like yeah. he is now addicted to the stuff they have given him to stop being addicted. What? So he so he's got like he's just addicted to anything then, isn't he? You know, like yeah. some people are like that, aren't they? Mm-hmm. The full addictive personality. Yeah. Yeah. Are but, you born with that? Or do you acquire it? Is no, he, you, are, you acquire. He's acquired it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he has, yeah. yeah. Well, it's um, like people who get addicted to antidepressants and stuff, isn't it? You just can't, he mustn't be able to function. Yeah. Too terrified need, to relapse. Just needs it. Yeah. So. At that stage. It, it was, it was, as I said, it was getting to a point now where they, they are giving him like the stuff to make him stop being addicted and he's addicted to that stuff. I mean, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. Yeah. Um, can't afford medical bills like at this point because he was rushed to A&E by his mother one time. Mm. Like loads actually. <laughs> like not sure to go in it. Mm. And he tries to sell clumps of his hair and extracted teeth on eBay. Oh my Jesus God. Now, Christ. Wait, okay, let's just pause on that one. <laughs> clumps of your hair? Mm-hmm. So where's the market, first of all, for, like, clumps of hair? <laughs> yeah. I need to see what other celebrities are selling clumps of their own hair on eBay. <laughs> how do you even get, like, how do you come about that? It's like somebody somebody told you about, like, this well, he's black thinking, market of celebrities' hair or he's something. He's thinking back to being that sex icon, that child star, all these women fantasising over him, <laughs> and he's going, oh, okay. And he's going, they definitely want to buy some of my hair. Well, <laughs> let me put, a, like, a, a spanner in the works here. Yeah. So we got $150 of, of bits on his tooth. What? Right, so it must have been like, like, oh yeah, fucking, I can get that slice of pizza now, <laughs> but that failed because eBay don't allow you to sell body parts uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah, why did why did we even? <laughs> why would you even question that? Yeah. So like, his one thing where he's like, yeah, I'm getting back into it. Here now. we go. Fucked. Oh, so he only got one hundred and fifty dollars as well. He didn't get it. I know, but well, that's did. that was the oh the, the bid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, so as he so that no one thought own, no one thought it was actually his tooth. Then did they? No. Yeah, and it, he has extracted his tooth, but on his own, like yeah. he's yeah done his own dental surgery. A mm. bit like in um, Tom Hanks and Castaway. Just yeah. Oh. And and what are you saying? Like nobody thought it would be his tooth. Well, if I saw a celebrity's tooth being auctioned on eBay, I'm not falling for that one. What about if they're in a desperate situation like he is though? <laughs> sure, it's not that. That's like it's a bit extreme. That's that, desperation. Isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you're, you're fucked. Like it's it's like you're mate. You're extracting your teeth and putting it on eBay, mate. Like, yeah. I like how eBay's the um, the platform for selling <laughs> yeah. it. That is go to. I'm not putting it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it fucking on there. So it's like going to a porn shop. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. going straight to eBay. So at this point, his his mate Feldman, Corey Feldman. Um, he wants to try and help him. Like Feldman, as as I'll tell you in a bit as well. Like he went through similar or even worse than Corey Haim, but made himself clean and actually seems to be like an upstanding citizen. An upstanding citizen. Yeah, because I, and I'll tell you why in a bit. Um, so he moves in with Feldman at this point, and Feldman also an addict, but not as bad. Somewhat clean at this point. Hmm. Um, Feldman finds Haim trying to OD in his house one day, foaming at the mouth. And he keeps charcoal in his house to shove down Haim's throat to make him breathe. So at this point, trying to kill himself is a, a regular occurrence. Oh my Bloody hell. God. So what is that charcoal down? Yeah, wh- how does that work? I have no idea. So, I didn't look into like <laughs> why that helps. Yeah. Like, 
Is that why they give it kids on Christmas? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there's your charcoal. Yeah. Don't kill yourself. I know you've been yeah. naughty, but there's no need to kill yourself. There's some charcoal. What is it then? It must like. Do you think it makes you cough or something? Or I don't know. What would it do? So you're foaming from the mouth, and well, what is the? So what is the reaction to an o- overdose? Vomiting and choking and yeah. I can't even put any thought to that. I no, don't know. It's charcoal. And what is it like? Like dust. Or is it full lumps of... Yeah, he's just making lump, one lump going down his throat. He's jamming <laughs> yeah. it down his throat. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck me. That's insane. So he's that close to the edge. He's pretty much over it, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's ready like, to... He doesn't want to live anymore, probably. Yeah. yeah. And who, who would blame him? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and who would blame him when I tell you, like, fucking... The abuse. The mate, like, you think this shit is like, oh, God, selling his teeth on eBay is fucking heavy. This could be a podcast on, on its own. Yeah. And it could. Yeah. This was the point I was at before I watched a certain documentary the other night. Okay. Um. Uh, I, I, look, I've got a note here that says he spends time at the Neverland Ranch with Michael Jackson. I just thought it was a cool point. <laughs> I don't know because he's a child stuck in a man's body. There you go. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's oh, it. yeah. Well, Corey Feldman uh, absolutely loves Michael Jackson. Like he, yeah, like, yeah, if you, if you yeah, if you see the, if you yeah. go on Google Images and you type in Corey Feldman, you go, I oh, want to be Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they used to be good friends, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, if he spent time on the ranch. The Neverland Ranch, the infamous Neverland Ranch, mm, where load of adult kids running around. I'm not into that movie. Really. It freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think we should definitely have a podcast on oh, that, mate. Let me do that because yeah. yeah, I'm the biggest Michael Jackson fan ever. <laughs> I know everything inside out. I, I don't even need notes for that. Yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Feldman is—he's kind of known as someone. Uh, from some people's opinions, someone to capitalise on moments of money, like he's released books, documentaries, obviously, and at this point he actually started a reality show. Yeah. While while he's living with him, him, yeah, well, called we, the Two Corys. <laughs> the Two Corys. <laughs> mm-hmm. He started this and Corey Hames in, in like his suicidal yeah. state. Yeah, I bet you like some people probably jumped on that though, wouldn't they? You know, some like producers they did. Yeah, they did. Had some good views. Eh, it they? had two seasons. Yeah. That's it. Forget Feldman. Let's get the get the inside scoop on. Yeah, yeah. They probably tried and pushed him to kill himself, didn't they? Fucking <laughs> yeah. hell. They definitely weren't helping him anyway. Yeah, there's no way that's like um, a good situation. Oh no, like it doesn't have his best interests at heart. There, like no. getting him on a reality show and just being like, oh, "Look at you, mate." Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't fucking want that. Yeah. I don't no, think anyone no. would. Um, so Feldman thought this would help. It didn't. Um, why did he think it would help? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Why did> it... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like just everybody to see what's going on. Right? I don't know. I I watched a couple of episodes. They yeah. weren't great. No. Um, it was just they, them milling around. It was just them kind of, yeah, just doing nothing. Just like making dinner. <laughs> oh, um, a lot of arguments. Was yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. Was it literally just them two? It's just, the cameras are just no, like, like it, it had like uh, Corey Feldman's family in it and yeah. other people, like his ex-wife and that kind of stuff, yeah. You know? yeah. It's them type of shows just weird in general, anyway. Yeah, like that's why? Strange. Why, why would you like? Of all things, you can watch. Yeah, why is that like one of the things you tune into? It's just mm. people. People sat there hoping, like wishing they lived a different life, isn't it? Or yeah. they want the little. They want the Corey I know life. What it's like. <laughs> What's that? What is it like to live that life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they watch it and they go, "Fuck me, I don't want that life." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn this off. How's this on the set? Um, <laughs> so uh, it was. It was. It, it seemed to be a mess. I mean, anyone can go and watch it. There's shows on on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, 
I wouldn't really recommend it, but it's there. <laughs> it's um, not a recommendation. So, like, you know, this is this is a space in between his life where there's a lot of years and there's kind of a lot of, as you said, like, milling about, like, well, well, trying to do something, mm. that at least. And, mm. like, I didn't look too into what they're doing because it's not the, the, the thing of the podcast, but, like, they've released Lost Boys 2. What? Have you seen that? Have there's you... a second Lost Boys? Yeah, there's a second Lost Boys. I think there's even a third. I don't, I'm not entirely what? sure. Um, but like it's produced by them and apparently it's fucking awful well, wait, they, they produced they it themselves produce- <laughs> <laughs> what wait that's I think that's something that's got to be watched <laughs> them two producing it in. maybe that's a watch along yeah so they are <laughs> literally <laughs> desperate for any form of income at that point aren't yeah, they but, what yeah, Feldman like, was like at that point Feldman is seems to be a capitalist yeah, yeah. he's you just know? like jumping on every yeah he's taking the show isn't he, he taking is, yeah. the film mm. see and the, most films anyway there's never a good sequel no but understandably no a sequel to Lost Boys with them two producing it in that what, like situation 15 years later yeah it was, I, I've not watched like it before yeah. but yeah. like I, I, if you've seen the poster you go fuck that I'm not watching that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're turning like, your head it's not that. Joel Schumacher making the film like the first one where mm. it's like oh it's so fun it's like this is cringy as fuck. Like, yeah, the thing is with Lost Boys, well, it's got that 80s nostalgia, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, what's this second one going to be capturing? It's like to do oh. with the tribe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They haven't got the get their hands on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like... Whoever cl- straws they could clutch at. Yeah. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> clumps of hair they could grab. <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I watched an interview with, with, with Corey Haim around this time, and, like, I watched a few, and, like, he doesn't look... He doesn't look well. He doesn't look healthy, obviously. Um, he kind of looks like the quintessential wannabe biker. <laughs> like, he's wearing loads of rings. He's dyed his hair. He's sticking it up. Yeah. He's got, like... Like, you know when a dad wears, like, a tap-out shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A dad wears a tap Yeah. Like... Why is that so? Funny? Yeah, so like he's he's not in a good place. Clearly, no. yeah, with yeah. sunglasses inside and everything. Literally like wearing sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can picture it. Yeah, I Literally. can fully picture that. And he's like, no, I didn't like Lost Boys too. And it, the, like the the interview is like, oh, sound yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Interview over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like at this point, mate, like, well, come on, like, what, what what's going on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that happened. But um, so. Um, so there were six months in between filming season one and two and during the time he tries to make a leap back into the acting world Hmm. spending money to get an advertisement in Variety magazine a whole page with the caption this is not a stunt I'm back Mm, that sounds a bit bit like a stunt (laughs) he was never back (laughs) he was never back he was never back and actually was seen asking teen school kids where he can buy crack oh my (laughs) god and he's tap out I'm back (laughs) yeah Yeah, I'm back asking kids where drugs are I'm back here ready for it mate so um I'm gonna preface this like we've just gone from tap out but this is heavy yeah we're we're taking the we're taking it down a gear yeah um so on on season two of The Two Corries, he says, I was sexually abused. I was 14 years old and a man in his 40s abused me for two years. What? I was very awake and very ashamed of what was going on. I was just coming into Hollywood, man. Just a horny little kid getting fed drugs by vampires. As if you made that vampire reference before, by the way. 
What? You made the vampire reference before. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. You know that line was coming no. up. No. The reality show was cancelled. The friendship was broke at that time. What? Wait, so he's, he's just dropped that on the show. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. How? Cut, cut, yeah. cut, cut. Yeah. Now it's just Corey and his mum. Mum's still in the picture, by the way. Fuck all to do. Fuck all money. Nothing. Has she been in the picture the whole time as well, like while he's been staying with Corey Feldman? Yeah, like half and half. Just kind of in the background, mingling, not really doing anything. Yeah. Not being a mother. Yeah. Sticking around, and hoping for the next yes. uh, pay payday. Yeah. And at this time, his mother actually had cancer, going through radiotherapy and losing her hair. Oh, my God. He was very close to his mother. Nonetheless, he like... He wasn't selling people. her hair, was he? <sighs> no, I knew. <laughs> I had to stop myself from saying that. <laughs> Christ, <yeah>. yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Um, so like <laughs> um, not extracting her teeth oh god <laughs> so it, at this point it couldn't get fucking any bleaker could it no and no. this is where on my notes I just have in big bold letters death death because where do you go from that point yeah yeah oh, you're like, the lowest of the low aren't you there more than that I would say like not like you're fucking. You're just a walking corpse, man. Yeah. yeah. How, like, how do you repair that situation? So what the whole situation is, he's he's announced his comeback. That's failed. He's been seen asking teenagers for drugs. Then he's announced on his failing show. reality show that he was what was sexually abused for how long? Two years. Two years by a forty-year-old man. Yeah, and but there's more. Yeah, that's, and this is not even the juicy part. Trust oh, me, God. this is not even it. And then his and then his mum's got cancer as well. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> Jesus hell. Christ. So, on March tenth, two thousand and ten, after Haim's mother phoned nine one one, paramedics took Haim from their home to Saint Joseph Medical Center in Burbank, where he was pronounced dead at two fifteen a.m. He was thirty eight years old. Yeah, you can actually go and listen to the call that his mother made. Oh God, it's what? it's awful. It's really awful. It really, it really is. Like, yeah, just saying it. Like, if you go and listen to it, like, uh, that it was leaked on the internet. So, like... Yeah. Like, listen with caution. Listen with caution, absolutely. Um, Haim had been ill with the flu symptoms for two days before his death. A uh, A doctor called on him and took his temperature, but did not suspect any serious problems. Assistant Chief Coroner Ed Winter said, as he got out of bed, he felt a little weak and went down to the floor on his knees. Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles police initially stated that Haim's death appeared to be accidental overdose. Mm. So they said that already, and people had problems with that. He was killed, like, wasn't he? He was killed. I don't think. Is that what you're you're jumping to now? <laughs> uh, my man's went straight to murder. Murder. Um, so we we've obviously talked about the drugs and we talked about crack, but um, they found bottles containing Valium, Vicodin, and Soma. Soma. Yeah. Not from Brave New World where it makes you happy, but like fucking, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like stuff that I don't know. Yeah. Poison. Um, yes. It it emerged that Haim had used illegal uh, aliases um, to procure over 533 prescription pills in the 32 days before his death. 530? Wow. So he's, that's like suicide then, isn't it? If you were just going off that. Yes, yeah. or like some yeah. addiction to a level that we probably wouldn't be able to comprehend. Yeah, that's so many pills. What? Where do you even store days. all them? How are you taking them? Yeah, just eating them late. Just in everything. Your cereal. Mm. Yeah, 
Um, apparently, he doctor shopped seven different physicians and used seven pharmacies to obtain the supply. The pills included 195 Valium, 149 Vicodin, 194 Soma, and 15 Xanax. What? Records showed that he had received thousands of pills over the last year of his life using physicians at offices, urgent care facilities, and emergency rooms. Wait, so who's these people giving him the drugs as well? Like physician, physician, physicians. I physicians, doctors. Yeah. So he's just nipping around to all the different ones that he knows, and yeah, he's just going. Oh, I'm James Brooke. Yeah. Give me your uh, Xanax, mate. Yeah. Yeah. See, what, what America- are all those drugs like Xanax and Valium and all that? They're all like. Just make you zone out, don't they? Like, no Xanax, just make like people use it for like sleeping, don't Debbie they? Debbie downers, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make make your slow lower your heart rate and yeah. Well, why America's big on that though, aren't they? In general, mm-hmm. just like medicating. You can't get any of that. There's nothing in this country, is there? Like like Xanax, like oh, take a couple of Xanax no. and you sleep right through the flight. Yeah, no. you never hear anybody talking about that sort of shit. No, right? I've I've literally not heard of some of these. Yeah, sober especially. So, not heard of that. I don't know whether, where I've heard of Soma before. Me, I was watching Love and Other Drugs the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been in that. Dropped in that with a Viagra. Yeah. So, on May the 4th, 2010, uh, the coroner's office autopsy report revealed that Haim died of, and I can't know how to say this, but diffuse alveolar damage. Don't know what that is. Um, and mainly pneumonia. Um, mm. together with hypertrophic cardiopathy and some other thing that I can't say. So he died of, as they said, like pneumonia and stuff like that. So it wasn't accidental overdose. He was probably just cold, man. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, he had a cold. He had the flu symptoms, didn't he, before? That's yeah. The doctor checked him out and said he was all, mm. all good. But maybe a week. When your body's weak like that. Yeah, yeah, you probably suspect. suspect and you're taking 500 and whatever pills in 30 days. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be jumping out of bed, like, ready to take on the no. day. With a big smile on your face. Yeah. So, it, it like, he's dead at 38. Um, yeah. And that just, it's, it's, it's sad. It's yeah. young. Really young. Really young. So what, like, what's the, the other celebrities? You've got, like, the 27 Club, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, you've got 27 Club, and you've got you've got loads of other instances of, uh, of celebrity deaths. Yeah. Um, Overdoses, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nothing new, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Which is really sad. It's just, like, again, America, isn't it? It's availability of... How can they do that? How can yeah. they get that many Yeah, pills? with that, that easy as well. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's, like... Your boy MJ, innit? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking about MJ, um, let's move on to the abuse. The abuse. Okay. Um, so th- this is something that I knew a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funnily enough that I, we are doing this now because um, after doing my research about it, I found that Corey Feldman um, released a documentary in 2020, 10 years after Haim's death, Hmm. called My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys. What? That's a a bold title of your documentary. There's no uh, no hiding. No. No hiding the contents there. It's all laid out. Yeah. Um, 
I actually tried to access the website that it was on, and apparently, like beforehand, it had been hacked by hackers, and yeah, and credit card information was leaked and that kind of stuff. So I had to. So I got it on Vimeo. (laughs) Uh, If anybody wants to watch that, yeah. Um, What is it called again? The 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 rape the rape of two Corey. My truth: the rape of two Corey's. Um, and I watched this on Sunday. In the morning, just before the footy, and it was mm. it was it was hard. It was it was super hard. Start your day yeah. with a bit of um, yeah. rape. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. Um, so, this is the kicker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Feldman claims that him and Haim were sexually abused by four men. Mm. Four men. Right, four men. Marty Weiss, W E I S S. John Grissom, a former child and talent manager, mm. a convicted paedophile, and former actor Alfie Hoffman. Do you remember oh, that name? Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, the disco, mm. disco dude. Mm. And Charlie Sheen. Oh, see, I, I, I vaguely, vaguely heard something about that. That's fuck. That's mad, that. What the fuck? Um. Do you know what? Let's let's fucking talk about Charlie Sheen yeah. first, because that's the big one, isn't it? Really, it is. Um, so Haim claimed that Charlie Sheen had raped him mm. as a little boy on the set of Lucas. Let me just preface: Lucas was one of his first big roles. He was in there with like Renona w- Wider at the time, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, this is obviously where he had his first drink. Um, he was nominated for a Young Artist Award for his performance in Lucas. And Roger Ebert, we talked about Robert G. Ebert before, Oh, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, film guy. The film review guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, one of the, for people listening and that kind of stuff, he's he's one of the most famous movie critics. Like, yeah. when you get a good review from him, you're going to make it. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. He's like um, the make or break, isn't Yeah. Um, so he said about Haim in this Lucas film, he creates one of the most three-dimensional, complicated, interesting characters of any age in any recent movie. He, if he can continue to act this well, he will never be- become a half-forgotten child star, but will continue to grow into an important actor. He is that good. Wow. So there, it's set up there, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it, and, and it was a shame because like people probably didn't know what was really going on. Yeah. Um. So. Haim told Feldman that Sheen had bent him over in between two trailers two trailers put oil on his butt and ainly raped him in broad daylight what? What? on this on set? yes what? how old's Charlie Sheen there then? 19 19? fucking hell so that's um, Haim from what I've many of uh so from what I have seen, so many of his f- friends have an idea of the situation. Um, someone called it common knowledge at common the time. Knowledge. Common knowledge. Um, one friend said that uh, when talked to Haim about it, that Sheen had something along the lines of, said something along the lines of, this is what men do. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> now that that alone is like like the most bizarre thing you could like reply back with. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah, so uh, that that's uh, that's like really something that I, it was very hard, to, especially the details in relation yeah. to it. Like, yeah. fucking what the fuck? What, Charlie Sheen, this isn't 
this wasn't out there, was it? Like, you know, the investigation of, like, loads of other people, it, it gets out there, doesn't it? Yeah, People talk yeah. about it, this. Yeah. Um, and, it, like, in just relation to, because, look, I would say about what what Charlie Sheen had to say about it, because he yeah. actually did, it had a, a kind of rebuckle. Mm. Um, Charlie Sheen denied it all, saying... In nearly in my nearly 35 years as a celebrated entertainer, I've been nothing shy of noble and valiant career of the truth. Mm. These radically groundless accusations are now. In 2017, Sheen sued the National Enquirer over a story alleging that in 1986, the actor had raped Corey Haim on the set of Lucas. The case was settled in 2018. Haim's mother, Judy... Um, and this is where she fucking is crazy. Yeah. Identified a different actor as her son's rapist, mm. um, and told Entertainment Tonight that she never raped her son, and cl- claims it was made up. Oh, so, she, so she's gone back on it then? Uh, no, she she just says it that didn't happen. Oh, she's um, yeah. I don't believe that from watching the documentary and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, you knew your your son because you just literally said that he was being raped by another person. Yeah. Why didn't you do anything? Yeah, yeah. Why isn't anything being done about that? Mm-hmm. <coughs> what? So and Charlie Sheen, he denied that then. In that, yeah, he denied it. Oh. Sounded like a prepared statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been um, it's been thought out, that hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas the other one, what did he say? This is just what men do. This is what men do. Sounded a bit like he just just dropped it in casual conversation. Yeah. And 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 as and like that's what predators do. They 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 go like, oh, this is normal. And yeah, and and I'll tell you about like um, Haim's personality when he was younger and relates relates to the abuse. And then you all look, we can talk about the psychology about it if we need to and if we've got time. Yeah. Um, but like in in relation to it being true, um, obviously we can't say. But like there was one time where Haim was like like helping one of his friends who was like blackout drunk at a party and got him into a shower and like had to turn around and bend over and like his friend went oh is this is is this what sheen did to you <laughs> what the fuck and Haim just went stopped looked at him and went fuck you what <laughs> now that oh is like that's God. a bit extreme uh. mm-hmm. so yeah. it was common knowledge like yeah people know um, in those in those circles, yeah. I suppose you think it's like part of it. People just can't can't say it as well. Can't well, people know, but people can't do anything mm. about it. That type of situation. It, I mean, one of the things that someone said was like when they went into a movie industry in the eighties, they would say someone would come up and go, "Oh, he is a sex offender. Oh, he's the one that like diddles the kids. Yeah. Or he's the one that likes little boys. Stay away from him." Yeah. But did not do anything about it. It's like thing, is it Weinstein? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, like they everybody knew, didn't they? But hmm. nobody but kind it was of just that was the culture. That was the yeah. They mm. just accepted it. Yeah, that was the business. Um, one like because I want to prove this is real. It just sounds real, so I wanted to prove it. So I looked into it deeper. Um, dialect coach and actor Brian Peck who was charged with eight counts of sexual abuse in relation to minors, is friends with Charlie Sheen. Hmm. Peck, 54, was convicted in 2004 um, against a lewd act um, against a child in oral copulation. So, you know, uh, of a person under... his job a bit extreme there, isn't it? (laughs) A person under the age of 16. When they worked on a show together, him and Charlie Sheen, after getting convicted... 
after he wasn't fired and wasn't and was only prohibited from working with children directly and what? was allowed in Charlie Sheen's trailer only. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so they're probably sitting in the trailer going, we touch kids, we. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we've got, a, got away with it. That is like, that's really peculiar, that. Like, the... Think of like any other place someone gets done for that, like they're gone, they're like ousted, aren't they? Yeah. Outcast. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like, mm, oh, just move your trailer. Yeah. Oh, I'm, and we won't let you like, be around kids directly. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And I think he, I think he kind of still does jobs to this day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like he worked on X Men and then X Men 1 and 2 that I saw. What the hell? Yeah. And it, dialect coach for anger management the film like not the film the tv show hmm. so and so he wasn't who was the other three people so was... i've got more details in relation to the other three people yeah why don't we talk about alfie hoffman yeah who we brought up before yeah yeah um so as i said before alfie was the son of bobby hoffman who was the production casting agent um in hollywood hmm so or, he's a bit like yeah. a, a Weinstein. Or was he? Because <laughs> oh. uh, it was later found out that Bobby was not his dad, <laughs> but instead his lover and Alfie was gay. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> what is going yeah. on? The plot thickens. <laughs> Mate, mental. So, uh, wait, so he lived, they both lived their lives to like other people as father and son. Father and son. And it came out that they were shagging. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. Yeah, that's a that's a, like a, a powerful lie to live to, isn't it? It is. How do you even go about your imagine at parties and stuff? Yeah. Well everyone <laughs> must know. Everyone in their circles will know that, won't they? It'll just be to the public. Yeah, to the public. Yeah, imagine if you like you go and you go, What was your what was your name again? Oh I, I was Bobby this. And I was like, Oh no 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 Bobby no, Bobby Hoffman. Bobby 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, how are you, babe? Oh, no, babe. I mean, uh, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a considerable age difference as well, then, between them. Yeah, there was. There was a considerable age. I don't know the exact, but there was a there was yeah. an age difference. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if he, he can kind of been seen as his dad, like, you can accept it. You go, oh, he's his dad. Like, if they were yeah, both, like, yeah. 21, you'd go, fuck ah, off, he's not his dad. Yeah, obviously. something a bit odds that are going yeah. on there. <laughs> so, Alfie, mate, you're being a bit fruity. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not only that, you're being a bit uh, child abusing here because um, the the club it was called Alfie's Private Teen Club. <laughs> oh, getting cult vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cult vibes on that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only come in if you're a paedophile. Um, Feldman would hear stories that the lucky kids, um, I put in quotation marks because not really, would uh, get to stay after hours and overnight sometimes. Hmm. In what was the bar called again? Um, oh shit! Um, it was like Alfie's Alfie's, uh, Alfie's teen Alfie's teen something party nights. It was nights more than a club. Yeah, nights. So yeah. that's um, if you were lucky. Yeah. In in quotation marks, whatever that means. Yeah, if you, you were got lucky, to stay the night. You got yeah. to stay overnight, and, and and Feldman was was invited to stay overnight once. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's like hot chocolate, marshmallows. Yeah, pillow yeah. fights. Pillow fights. Yeah, and and Feldman was like buzzing. He was like, fucking yeah, I've got I've got invited to this like yeah. exclusive yeah, club. Yeah. Like Feldman is like 14, 15. Yeah, the sleepover, yeah. I'm the lucky one, yeah. I'm 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 with the cool kids. See, Little did you know. I, I like at 14, no, that's like, that'd be a big thing, wouldn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. With all the other 
all the other famous kids. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All the other child actors. Yeah, absolutely. So he, <laughs> so Feldman was overnight once and was buzzing and wanted to stay over. And one night he saw that Alfie was laying on the floor downstairs watching movies with a couple of older boys, like not like 13 14 but 15 16 yeah because that's really old but mm-hmm. um and then alfie put on porn <laughs> yeah. straight up put it on yeah 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 um alfie asked feldman if he wanted to join um take a seat yeah. take a seat in the in, in my lounge um but he declined which was good on feldman well done mate. Yeah, well, fair play fair play you know if some weird donnie's like coming up to you and going mate and you look up to him you go fucking yeah go on yeah. mate but nah um, he knew it was wrong he knew something yeah. was yeah yeah he had, an, he had an, a feeling of um, it's a bit odd that yeah uncomfortable yeah. Um, Feldman would spend a good amount of time with Alfie after that mm-hmm. um, like he apparently I've not put it down but he moved he moved over the road from him and like he would have parties and like everyone was there so like you can't really like at this point like if, you, if they're watching porn and like and you're 14 and you think it's sound like yeah, you're yeah. thinking like fuck it like this is this is sound like I, we, like I've been over a mate's house when someone's put on porn and yeah, I yeah. Can laugh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we've all been in that situation in some point I think so, so he's so there's definitely something going on between Alfie and Corey there isn't there no well I'll no. tell you um because Feldman is is in relation to the abuse as well. Um, one night at a party, Feldman got too wasted and went onto Alfie's bed to lay down. He woke up to find Alfie giving him oral sex. What? Um, Alfie ended up denying this, and Feldman told him to get out of his room. And no, he told Feldman to get out of his room. And when he found him, but um, the truth is that he probably did give him oral sex. Yeah. yeah. At this point. Yeah, I feel like any any accusation is not in his favour. <laughs> no. No. No, at, at this point, from what... else has been going on, the yeah. guy who owns the, the teen, teen party yeah. club. Yeah. Um, so, that's just one guy. Um, the other guy, John Grissom, mm-hmm. um, he was Corey Feldman's ex-assistant. Um, he was basically some man that was appointed to the job by his father, Corey Feldman's father, to look after Feldman and, and Grissom was uh, he was very enthusiastic about it um, a bit too enthusiastic yeah it seems yeah I see that's when you're an assistant as well you, you're kind of in there aren't you yeah he was like the first thing he said to Feldman was like oh do you want to go to Disneyland and it's like oh you're a bit creepy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, a bit well, naughty there, mate. Um, yeah. But drunk... No, yeah, you do not want to be taking kids to Disneyland. <laughs> not straight straight off, either. Let's get no. com- let's get a bit comfortable first. Yeah, yeah like straight off the bat. Um, yeah, let's at least prove that you're not a pedo first. Yeah. yeah. Um, John would take him to nightclubs and the comedy store. So in Joe Rogan's comedy store, for example. Oh, yeah. um, at 15 yeah. years old. They're all dodgy in there anyway, aren't they? Yeah, there's something yeah. going on in there. <laughs> there's a fucking... It's a weird cult itself, that place. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, fucking going to clubs, just having a great time with his mate. Um, or so he thought, because Feldman described him as funny and, like, one of the guys and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And who would... I mean, you, he, he is much older than him. He's, like, he's like 25, 30. Yeah. You know? See, um, all this is, like, in a weird way apart from the abuse is like desirable isn't it at that age or impressionable yeah yeah you know like comedy clubs nightclubs it's almost like it's inclusive. almost like the stuff teenagers want to be doing isn't yeah it? Mm-hmm. watching porn <laughs> comedy clubs nightclubs drinking obviously <laughs> yeah 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 no yeah. it's true. hanging out with all the kids yeah 
It's true. It's like being involved. The inclusive club of like mm-hmm. yeah. the celebrities. And if that's all you know, that's all you know. So that's like, it's so easy. They like the system there is like easily manipulating people, isn't yeah. it? At ease. Mm. It doesn't even have to try. No. So they would often go back to apartments and smoke weed together and stuff like that. And, and one night they went back to an apartment and Grissom had a suitcase just closed on the floor. And he, he told Feldman to open the suitcase. Um, inside were hundreds of different colored pills. Um, Grissman told Feldman that they were quaaludes, to which Feldman at this point had no idea what they were. I mean, he's a kid. He's like, yeah, yeah. But, but Grissom was like, they're fucking quaaludes. You can't get a hold of these anywhere. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, he didn't even get a hold of them. Yeah. So, like, they, like he was going apeshit going, you, you, you fucking take them and Feldman's like fuck it yeah I'll take them yeah. I'll take quaaludes big suitcase full of them fuck yeah um, and I've put it as brief here but the effect seeped in and he tried to molest him yeah yeah um, like uh, hand on thigh slowly moving up to take the crotch area and um, and Feldman quoted that he had been molested by Grissom maybe 20 times over a couple of years and he was 14 15 years old um. So there you go. And another that wrongin. Another yeah. wrongin. So at this point, Feldman is being molested by two people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's he's not like he's not having a good time. <laughs> to put <laughs> no, it. No, to put it. Yeah, no, he's ready to spiral. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What? And so and Thingio, the other Corey. Yes. He's involved in it all as well. To yes. a degree. Well, yes. And and I think the other guys in relation to this... Because it's the um, same circle, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we've already established that Charlie Sheed raped him. Yeah. So there's one. Yeah. <laughs> we're tallying it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting a list. So it's it's not great. Um, at 21, like, Feldman actually told the police about Grissom. Like, he came forward and was like, this guy fucking molested me at 21, and they did nothing. Hmm. See, that's that going back into, like, the Hollywood of just accepting it, kind of. Accepting it. No, that's a perfect way of putting it. It just is what it is. Yeah, that's, don't, that's the... Don't get involved. Yeah, mm, that's just, the way it works. It's part of the business. Yeah. So it was... It was, it was heavy to read and, like, watch the documentary and stuff yeah. like this and that kind of stuff. And that was already two people, one person in Charlie Sheen doing it to Haim. Yeah. Um, and... It, it, it's a bit sad to be honest to to see it all um, the other guy Marty Weiss was a film director um, he was a convicted sex offender since 2012 so he's been convicted aye so he's actually been done yeah, for it yeah um, but he's probably still allowed on set isn't he he's probably still allowed yeah. to, to film <laughs> yeah, to do whatever like yeah. Playing, yeah but they needed a responsible person to come down to set one day so they was like fucking like, let's just get Marty Weiss down there like they were all mates they, did, they didn't mm. have parents to be around so it was like fucking get this guy so, <laughs> there's no parents around yeah, at yeah. all so they asked Marty to come down Marty one day walks in and says I'm horny can you blow me to Haim and takes Haim into a room and does it what straight up yeah that's why he got caught yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not he's not doing it cleanly hey eh? kid yeah <laughs> come and shut me off mate yeah all these are like bold as well they're not like it doesn't seem like hiding it yeah it seems pretty full on doesn't it yeah the the closest people to the kids as well it's not like a random attack is it mm. see any 
if there was a normal person in that circle or in that scene, you'd at least do something because it's not hidden, like you said. That it must it must mean like everybody within the whole of that and like all the clubs and everything. Yeah, like what other kids in and like all the Alfie's little all the parents of those kids and like everybody just accepted it. Yeah, he must have. The parents it. definitely, yeah, because yeah. it's definitely kids will have told the parents, won't they? Yeah. So that's something. I don't think they would have even needed to tell them. Like half the stuff's just obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Going to like nightclubs where it's kids only staying yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah, the, but the parents are just sat there like we've got the highest paid teenage actors. Yeah, and that's all they care about. Judy is loving it, mate. Mm-hmm. Isn't she? She's sat at home just like, hey, and probably. But he told her that this this other guy, Dominic, and this is what I'll get into this. Mm. Dominic Brasher, I don't know if that's. He was a former actor and radio producer. Now, this guy's a fucking fat slob. <laughs> like, I, he looks proper fat and smelly. Like, yeah. he's, he's like, he doesn't, like a molester. Yeah. He looks like a, he does. <laughs> like, the look. oh, I wouldn't think it looking at you. No, he, like, literally, look, mm. like, you wouldn't, yeah. So, he, like, I, I put it here because he looks fucking horrible. Mm. You can smell him through the picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and this was, this was, this was different um, in relation, and this is in relation to Haim this mm. time. Um, so, what, two each, maybe? Is that right? Two each. Two each. Two, two molesters each? On, yeah, I, I think, think so, two yeah. all, yeah. Yeah, two, two all. all. <laughs> no one came in with a third. Sud- sudden yeah. death. Yeah, yeah, sudden death. <laughs> Goes to extra time. <laughs> um, so Dominic was, was a weird Donny, honestly, um, from what I kind of looked and read about him. Um, when Feldman told Dominic about being in the Lost Boys with Haim, because they were friends beforehand, Dominic said, oh, I have a crush on him. He's so cute. This is a grown man. What? Oh. Mm. Yeah, absolutely not. That's all elevated as well because of how they were held as sex icons as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. played into it loads. Yeah. yeah, and apparently, right, you know the Charlie Sheen thing, like everybody knew, but no one really talked about it. It was kind of like a touchy subject. Like when, when something happens in your friend group and you're just like the elephant in the room, but you don't say anything. Mm. But apparently Dominic was like obsessed with it. Talking about it all the time. Like being a dirty, smelly pedo. What, so like going, I'm obsessed with this like story and talked about it all the time. What the fuck? Probably because he wanted to get to be Charlie Sheen, shagging him. Jealous? Yeah, he was yeah. jealous. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, so he's taking it in the other direction, isn't he? And just being fucking... Just trying to manifest it. Yeah, manifest it, that's it. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> and he got, he got what he, he, he got, got what he, was, he got what he wants um, like, uh, later on in... in, in in, in his life because um, after filming Lost Boys they got back to LA and Haim was focused on getting laid and I'll talk about Haim and his personality and it will make sense when I say it because yeah. he's not just a kid at this point like he's a horny teen he's a fucking men- he's mental at this point yeah um, filming couldn't um, suggest any girls so Haim goes well any any, lad, any lads I'm up for it so um, he's game and this is where Dominic came into the bitch he just wants to go yeah, he wants to go and shag. He, he wants to get laid. Yeah, he wants shag. Fahim wants to shag. Yeah. Um, and this Dominic guy is just like, I'll be the one. I'll be the one. I'll sort you out. I'll sort you out. And 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 the others, it seemed to be like an instance. Well, not the not like Grissom, because that was a 20, but like this apparently was like a complex relationship. Oh, I get this was another level. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like an impulsive yeah. rape. These are reg- this is regular occurrences. Yeah, yeah. This is like apparently Feldman described it as one minute Haim hated um Dominic, the other 
was that he loved him, mm. hate, love, relationship. And he's fucked up from all the other abuse, from the earlier abuse, isn't he? Yeah. That's what's got him into the situation in the first place. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, like, they just, they were friends and then they weren't friends. And I haven't actually got any details in regards to the stuff that they did. Probably a good thing. Yeah, probably. Um, he actually died at the age of 61 in 2018. Um, was his death... Um suspicious or no it wasn't suspicious from what i saw but i i didn't do that much research into it i didn't go on reddit so that's <laughs> probably a good thing um yeah. but like the sexual abuse apparently was happening when dominic was 30 mm. or in his early 30s while haim was like 15 yeah so he's almost twice his age yeah but mo- most more importantly it's not legal. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if he was twenty and forty. We wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, really, would we? But no. No, they had a complex relationship, and so yeah. and, and so if it's getting to like a complex relationship, his mum must have. Um... Oh well, that's 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 another point. Is that the one that the mum was talking about when she denied Charlie Sheen, but said another person oh. in their forties was raping my son? It was in relation to Dominic. I get oh. you. I see. Yeah. So she knew that this was happening with yeah. her son. And that'll be the one that um, Corey says in, in the reality show as well. I was being abused for two years by a force, a man in his forces. Ah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same guy. Yeah, that's I good, see, yeah, I see. Good click on, I didn't even think yeah. about that. So let that seep in for a second. Fucking, that's four people that we talked. Well, was it five? I don't know. But that's yeah, that's a few people yeah, that we yeah. talked about that have molested these two young boys. Yeah. There might have been more. That's the that's the people that he named. Well, if you if you think, like we're just on one sub subject here, aren't we? Like, imagine the amount. If you like look at the big picture of Hollywood and everything going on there, like imagine how many people are involved. Yeah. Yeah. Not just with this, but with like all the children, just in general. Yeah, yeah like that 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 Brian Peck guy, who was the the, the dialect. dialect coach, um, he just came out of nowhere. Like because I was researching Charlie Sheen in relation to this incident. Um, yeah, and he just appeared. And he just appeared. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, if you carried um, on research, yeah, there'd just be one after another. This was literally it? like a day, and also like stuff that I knew from years ago. That's yeah, just, that was it. Wasn't that much research? It really wasn't. Yeah, it didn't I take get that you. long time. It just was a lot of like kind of what the fuck. It's just all, uh, yeah, it all came up, and this is like heavy. Um, I guess, I guess we can talk about like some of the, the points that I made, and this will kind of end it, I guess, mm. um, in relation to my notes. Yeah. Um, well, in relation to Haim and yeah. his personality as a younger boy, and why he was getting involved in this, and maybe we can talk about the psychology of it and why, yeah, um, the will have, yeah, um. So one of his friends would say that Haim would talk about sex just all the time when he was younger and, like, how to get it. At, like, 15 years old, he would talk about it all the time. Mm. Like, one of the friends described it as, not when you go around your mate's house and you talk about sex, like, nothing but sex. Yeah, yeah a dangerous amount. Yeah. So, he, so he's, like, addicted with that. Oh, he's yeah, got, to he's, the idea of it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And... So what, addictive personality. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, and he he asked the same friend one night in a hot tub if they were into quotation mark gay shit, right? Yeah. The the same friend says that he didn't think he was like partial to men, 
um, partial that, to men. Yeah, didn't think it. Didn't think he was gay or yeah. anything like that. You have an inclination when someone's gay. You do. You just you know. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. yeah the signs. Um, but was more partial to women, um, and and like this guy was like, no, I'm not into gay shit. Like, mm. and apparently, like he was like, okay, and just started masturbating in the hot tub with the jet. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's fucking freaky behavior. That yeah. At 15. He's yeah. probably just an addict. He's just trying to get all of the poisonous experiences out of his mind and just trying to cover everything up. Is that is that like how it works? Yeah. Like, when you have... Say when you've been abused, mm. then you're going to, like, spiral sexually. Well, I'll, I'll tell you... I'll tell you a, another story, which then will relate to that point. Yeah. Um, the day Feldman and Haim met, they they went to the beach and they played footy, and it was a great day. Apparently, they were they were best friends after it, like immediately. Um, when they got back home, it, in Feldman's room, Haim apparently started talking to Feldman about sexual stuff. Mm. Right? He began to change out of his bathing suit and just started masturbating, just masturbating. And Feldman at this point was like bewildered, like Haim wanted to mess around, apparently. Just what? mess around. Wait, so um, Haim, Haim is gay? No. No? No. He's, so He's partial to a man, though. But he's partial. Ooh, I, they, we'll talk about it in what a second. What about show. Feldman? No. No. Well, Feldman proclaimed he wasn't gay to yeah. Haim at the time. Haim responded with the same thing. So he said he wasn't gay. Um, and I, I've put something in quotation marks here, but... Uh, and... Like... <laughs> At this time, he thought that this was normal. Um, and this happens a lot to child abuse victims. Mm. They haven't matured enough mentally to understand sexually. So they just tend to do and know it as like play fun. This is fun. This is fun what we're doing. We like to mess around. Um, oh, right. And he went on to say to Feldman at the time, this is normal. This is what all boys do. It's a part of the boys' club. What? It's dead alluded to that one of the the abusers told him that the boys' club was a thing. Yeah, so that's um, definitely... He's trying to make light of the whole situation, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And to end it, a person that works in the area, uh, in this area, like, with, with this kind of thing, in the doc um, said that the abuse um, and... Uh, kind of neglection of him as a kid meant that it was much easier for groomers um, to prey on him sexually and abuse him when he was older because predators tend to have like a sixth sense they go you're easy Mm. they can just tell as you as you as we've talked about there was only one constant in his life and that was his mother Mm. so feldman has a big family and was sound he still got abused but they looked on him because he had, he didn't have like a wife. He didn't. No. Yeah, didn't have the support. Yeah, didn't have, have the, the structure. Support. Yeah. Wow. What? So his life was truly doomed. Yeah, doomed. And 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 that's like I guess that I wanted to talk about with you guys is like, like you know, partial to men and that kind of stuff. But he, I don't. He wasn't gay. Do you not think so? No, no, not no. at all. Not at all. He thought that messing around with your mates, doing sexual things, was normal. I get you. Because like, it was all made so casual for him. Yeah. Charlie Sheen bending them down in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of his 
his viewpoint and everything's all distorted. Yeah. Yeah. What? And that that that's all I've got on it. There's probably more if you do the research. God, what a, what a fucked up situation. Charlie Sheen, eh? Yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Not watching Two and a Half Men in the same way ever again. No. Well, he, he, he got done, didn't he? Like, yeah, he got done for stuff with like women and being a bit over the puzzling. Yeah. HIV or something, didn't he? Something. Yeah, and you got and he's like he's always been involved with drugs, hasn't he? And all that. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't had it. A positive no, no. life. No, it makes sense that he did what he did. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, like, for me, like, it's all a part of the boys' club. Like, groomers probably had a sixth sense with it. It made me feel sick. Because mm-hmm. it's like, this is like, well, we, they, like, it's talked about so much in media, but when you get into the details of it, it's and you're like, so easy for them, isn't it? So oh, God, yeah. easy. It's also access- accessible. That's it, yeah. It's mm. so easy to manipulate. Yeah. I think that, like, all of them people are, like, people of, like, power, aren't they? Positions mm-hmm. of power or uh, positions of, like, like the assistant guy. If you're an assistant to somebody, you're, you're going to be, like, close to them, aren't you? Just on your daily... Yeah, if you're daily go with 24-7. Yeah. It's going to be easy, especially if you're a kid. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I I work actively with kids. Kids attach to you immediately. Yeah. Not the same yeah. way that adults attach to other adults. It takes time. But kids, they're like, fucking, I met you five minutes ago, you're my best mate. Ah, I get it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I see. And it fucking disgusts me. It makes me feel sick. Yeah. Thinking that there's someone there going... Oh, you might be easy. Yeah, yeah. take advantage of, manipulate. Yeah. So, yeah, of the innocence of a child, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. But apparently, Haim was like, as he grew up, like he he was he was a bit manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, when he was younger, he was very charming. So it, it kind of it probably helped him. He was manipulative, probably getting getting drugs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Probably knew how to get what he wanted because the people that abused him got what they wanted too. Probably learn from them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. pick up on how it all works. Mm-hmm. You pick up on the process of manipulation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like, would you say he's like a prime example of like the effects of sexual abuse? It has to be the reason, doesn't it? Yeah. That his life spiraled. Like it all stems from that, doesn't it? That damage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's. It's just one of the maddest things that I think I've ever kind of come across, especially that it was kind of the dichotomy between him and what you see him as on on the poster, like teen star, great life, 80s, colourful, to the fucking actual workings of it and the insides of it and... Hell. Hell. Yeah. It's it's mental, like, there's probably people who don't know that story at all, don't they? Yeah, no, I just, think it, just watch Lost Boys and we're like, ah, oh, he's cool. He's great. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, they don't know that he's. Yeah, and I think when you. So I watched a few interviews before I knew what happened, and then I watched it after. Mm. And I was like, I, I see this in a completely different way. I look at it yeah. completely different. And, yeah. You know, and I don't know if I would watch Lost Boys the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to see it different. Well, even. Like, I suppose you've got Keith Sutherland and all them mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. haven't been involved in, like, the sexual abuse side. But Maybe they, not. But they were so all still involved in, like... The abuse. 
Maybe oh, yeah. aren't they? Peer pressure to get them like snorting crack and yeah, not snorting crack, snorting coke. Yeah, like that alone. That's like you're doing stuff like that. That's dodgy behaviour, as it is. Yeah, yeah, mm. isn't it? Mm. With like a 15 year old. Yeah, but then again, like they wouldn't know, wouldn't they? They're in that situation. Yeah, they don't know what's they, the whole thing's distorted for them yeah. for everybody in it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like how old was Keith Sutherland in that? Like they were still young. Oh, they were like they were they were like eighteen, nineteen in their early twenties, I think. So they're they're still at like an impressionable yeah they are age, yeah, yeah, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And you just think how many of these kids actually? Were, I mean, we talked about River Phoenix. Yeah, I think there's a high possibility that he might have got molested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've heard stuff within relating okay. to other stuff, but yeah. I don't know. Hmm. See, he was like friends with Johnny Depp, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah friends with Johnny Depp, and um, like he's a bit um, suspect. Yeah, he's a bit shady, isn't he? <laughs> In his, I don't want to suggest yeah. anything, but <laughs> Willy Wonka himself. Yeah, <laughs> but just as we were talking about before, these people still in the industry. Um, I watch so I, the documentary. Um, it kind of stopped at a point of telling you details and went into what do we do now, and this is why um, I kind of quite admire even though he's very eccentric and odd i quite admire Corey feldman because if you do watch the documentary if you do fancy it um in the second half of it he talks about like how he's campaigning to get people to come out and tell their story and get these people yeah get these people convicted and yeah he seems like the only one why did it take him so long Mm. why did it take him till after he died 10 years after he died yeah I think it, well this is this is another thing in the documentary is that like during the time he he was saying to Corey Haim it's like tell your story he was, this is what Feldman was saying to Haim tell your story tell, uh, he tell was, it he was pushing it yeah he was like, like write a book and, yeah or, 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 or like tell people yeah. yeah and Haim was like apparently nah <laughs> yeah. and and well, he, he was, was like, he's probably too fucked to even think, isn't yeah. he? Or yeah. like, About any of that. Or, or just lazy. I'm not writing a book. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's when um, I get the drugs. So Feldman was like, so he apparently they made a pact where it's like, if I if anything happens to me, I don't know how true this is, but if anything happens to me, tell my story. Oh, I get you. And it's a bit, it, it gets a bit like, I don't want to say cringe because it's, it's, it's a really sad story, but like at the end, it's like, he 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 has this piece of hair, Feldman. That's a, like really long, like just a piece of hair. What's it? What is and it he, with hair? And he he dedicates it to to Haim yeah. because Haim once said to him, "That's oh, cool. That's you know your what? style." I think I've seen that. Actually. Have you yeah, seen yeah. it? Okay. He has that like long piece of hair. He has that long yeah, piece of yeah. hair. Yeah. So Haim yeah. said, "Hey, that's cool. That's your style. That's you, man." Yeah. And he went, he "Oh, that's it. cool," and he kept it. And then at, at the end of the documentary, spoiler, um, he he said, I, I'm, I'm going to cut it off when I do justice and cuts it off and like what? At, his, at his grave. What the fuck? Basically. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. So did he, he had that long strip of hair yeah. for a long while, did he? Or yes. was it just it, just for making like the documentary or something? He had it for a while. Yeah. Cause I do, that's what, now you mentioned it, I do remember. It, and, it, and it's like, it doesn't go with his hair, doesn't it? No. It's basically like a rat tail, but at the front. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Just like a long bit. Yes. Yeah, I've always wondered. Yeah. Well, well, it was a style choice. Yeah. And then he, he made it into something that was yeah. kind of, I guess, poetic and something empathetic that meant a lot to him. Yeah, a symbol. Mm-hmm. A symbol of of his relationship with him and yeah. stuff. I mean, there's a lot of other details um, in, the, in the documentary that talk about 
uh, what they're going to do moving forward. It also talks about like other victims that aren't in relation to this case, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. a guy called Rue Garcia that was molesting that kind of thing, and like other people coming forward. So they, 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 it goes into into a little different realm, but this is essentially what happened. Yeah, yeah, to them too. What a story. What a fucked up story. Have you got any questions about like anything that comes to mind or is that it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We've been going on for one hour twenty by the way. Have we, yeah? yeah. Yes. Yeah, we'll finish soon. Yeah. But wait what Alright, I'll ask you one question. Is it any other actors who've got name dropped in any of it that we know? No. None none in this situation. No. No. I think it's respectful to let people come forward. And I do believe mm-hmm. like within our lifetime a lot of it's a lot of that's going to happen. Well, it'll all come out. Yeah. Yeah. As people drop out of the industry, that's what happens, doesn't it? Because they don't want to taint the name and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read something that um, abusers actually begin to come out at the age of their abuser. What? Oh. Wait, what? So, that's very interesting. No, that's it so... seems like a simulation. Yeah. Doesn't it? So, like, if someone got abused by a 30 year old yeah and then around that time when they get to that age then they'd start coming out yeah and telling like, oh, fucking they'd the probably realise like, I don't have these thoughts why it's probably like subliminal yeah. feeling of like maybe that's what you do when you get to 30 well, yeah or like they associate themselves with the yeah. the person mm. like, oh I'm thir- like I, I, I'm 30 now I don't have these thoughts. That was fucking weird. That was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they probably had it years before, but like 30 is like... To be like, boom. Yeah. yeah. About that age now. Yeah, that's when it hits him the most. When, yeah. you, when you're fully... Not realising, but... Yeah. Like, this is mental. Like, I'm 30. I would never touch a kid. Fucking, oh, they touched a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have that comprehension when you... Like, a lot of these kind of instances in relation to the kids is that they think it's normal they don't know what's wrong they get to a certain age like one one thing i know i I will end it but one thing in relation to feldman was that um he was unconscious again one night in a bed i don't know why it's all unconscious i don't know if it was domic or grissom that came up to him i think it was grissom and he laid next to him they thought they was just going to sleep he woke up to him giving him oral sex again but he was like 17 at this time Mm. and like chased him out the house Yeah. yeah so at what point do uh, do you think ah, yeah, the do you, age? Do you start you go, questioning it? Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, this has to stop. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, he was seventeen mm-hmm. when he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was twenty-one when he came to the police. Yeah. Which is which is extremely brave, by the way, and that's why I like him. Yeah, like coming out against all those people of power. It is, yeah. Because it's probably not just them as well, isn't it? You know, there's all other people behind the scenes that you're going against. Everyone. Like, this this is another thing, a part of the documentary, that death threats, apparently people have tried to kill him. This is all what he said. People online, like, there's like there's, like, there's a thing called the Wolf Pack, which goes to hate on him. Yeah. Like, that's a cult, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's that, another one. Yeah, that goes to, like, that makes memes of him yeah. and puts it online, and apparently it's run by Judy Haim. So that's what? yeah yeah, what? yeah like it's it's a whole thing. So even ten years after Corey Haim's death, Feldman and Judy Haim are going neck to neck now, fighting it out. Yeah, and just ba- basic. He's basically saying, "Stop being a bitch. Come out and tell them. Like, accept 
what you did wrong yeah, and yeah. accept that what fucking happened? Haim, uh, what happened to Haim. Yeah, yeah. And she's going, nah, you're yeah. the dick. Yeah. She'll be from the yeah. generation where it's almost embarrassing as well, won't she? It's yeah. taint the name. Yeah, yeah, where it's like it's shameful. Yeah. Well, obviously, the whole thing's shameful, but like mm. it's a different viewpoint, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot to it, and it'll probably a lot going on while that those guys are alive and. Um, I didn't see that much about the documentary. It's not that accessible. Like it yeah. isn't not like the Michael Jackson one. That's that's really accessible. Yeah, there's a lot on that. Yeah, this yeah. this is this was nowhere mm. nowhere to be seen. Mm. I had to search it up to find it. <laughs> but like Judy Hayman, man, like if you're out there, fucking do something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Something, man. Sort yourself out. Sort yourself out. And you know what? All this all like from the the path that our conversations have taken so far, this is going to come up whenever we talk about abuse. Whenever we talk about this psychology of of sexual abuse yeah of damage and mm. early suicides and anything like that this, yeah. this case is gonna yeah come up in conversation so it's that the this the Corey Hayne conversation definitely isn't over for us yeah. oh no oh no uh, you could do part f- two three four five six but all that will be going to me head in football now yeah, no, yeah. running no, around thinking like, right here. slide tackling people it's going oh that was horrible yeah, yeah. fuck me yeah I won't stand there, I won't say a word. <laughs> Silent. Stuck with my thoughts. Yeah. Someone's going to go, are you okay, Callum? Yeah. Are you all right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm back in it. Just shake out of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shall we end it? Right, stay. take us out. Um, I think you had the, um, I can't remember it. Well, uh, w- w- we had the conversation, didn't we? Yeah. Where it was like, this, the, the, com- the, the podcast is sounding good. I know we've done two, but it's the, the progress is there. But we need to get the intro and the outro. Yeah. So uh, until next time, listeners. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week, but uh, we can't wait to bless your eardrums again. This was brought to you by Murdley Productions. <laughs>